This program is part of the Infinite Potato Alliance. Visit us at infinitepotato.com. I'm Jared Stern. I think people should listen because we're desperate for attention right now. (laughs) I'm also Jared Stern. This is what I like to call an exercise in benign narcissism. And you're Between Two Sterns. Well, hello there. Hey. That's the most energy I'm going to get out of you, isn't it? Have we named uh, this reoccurring segment of what is wrong with Jared now? No, but we, we it really should be <laughs> a, it should have its own opening. It should have its own clothes. It should have its own. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. No, this <laughs> is have the, a jingle or something. It should point. have something like that because this is certainly uh, a recurring theme on this uh, podcast. I, and I knew it was coming too, because like the weather's been so like cool and crisp that I put my um, window fan in the window mm. to allow all of the the freshiness of the air to come in sure and uh i'm sitting so i wake up yesterday morning and like the fan is bluetooth i, I discovered that i can control the fan with alexa which was awesome so i can turn it sure. on i can increase and decrease really just the power trip i needed and uh i'm like sitting at my desk and I, this fan sounds like it's going to blow itself out of the out of the out of the window. I was like, I'm pretty sure. I was like, Alexa, fan speed one, and like it made the beep as if it did something. But then it's. I was like, is this thing going to explode in my wall? Because this is the last thing I need. And I go over, and outside of my window is somebody blowing all the leaves. Uh, <laughs> And at first I was like, oh, that makes sense. That was a leaf blower and not my fan. And then I panicked because what very few people realize is if your allergies are bothering you during this time of year, there's a reason why. And that reason why is mold. What's happening is when the leaves fall off of the trees and it goes from cold to slightly warm, there's moisture that develops underneath the leaves and mold spores Mm -hmm. develop. And so when people rake or leaf blow these leaves I see. they're just kicking mold spores up in the air so you're not allergic ah. to dead leaves you're allergic to the mold spores but these leaves were kicked out right outside of my window with this fan aggressively blowing the air inside and i was like oh no it, like i set a timer up on my phone i i text like i pre-warned every member of my team i was like i'm about to have a bad allergy attack i probably have about two hours before it kicks in and like clockwork, I was laid out and had to log off at like one because so it just I, destroyed me. I have a question for you. Are you now uh, hosting a reboot of the sitcom The Odd Couple between the mold that's already in your apartment <laughs> and the new mold that has blown oh, in? Oh, Jared, according to my apartment complex, this is not mold. Oh, no, no, it's not. No, oh. they walked around and looked at it and then assessed with their eyes. Now, uh. I I also use Google to pull up pictures of mold. And if you put them next to each other, they're the exact thing. But honestly, I'm terrified to, to bring up to my management company what's going on because of the sheer like incompetency by which they have handled it up until this point. I can't remember if I said this on the podcast last week, but I told you how they started correcting my mold issue, right? 
No. How did they correct your mold issue? So they replaced my dishwasher, which was great. First, they told me there was no mold. They said there's no mold. And then they told me that somebody had come in and taken a look at my apartment. And I informed them that they didn't because I have a I have a ring camera and nobody came in my apartment and I, I'm there all the time. And they were like, oh, I think I think they meant to go into your apartment. I was like, that's <laughs> I, that's an easily confused thing. I understand. Sure. It's so similar. We have documentation that somebody went into your apartment and assessed the situation and said no versus we plan on having somebody go into your apartment, do a half-assed assessment and plan on saying no. I, I right. understand where the differences there are. So that's what happened. Somebody came through and he was like, uh, no mold. No, no. And like, I'm looking at it and it's, you know, it's mold. Cause, cause it's mold. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, uh, they replaced my dishwasher and then they came back in later. This was about a week ago. <laughs> There's this big vent in my um, kitchen that has like a whole bunch of like moldy shit in it. No. So I cu- I was at the gym. I come back to find that he had taken just like a scrub brush, you know, like a long scrub uh-huh. brush. And he just he just scrubbed, scrubbed it off. There's no trash bag to catch it. There's no fan to ventilate it. He's uh-huh. just scrubbing it off. And then I couldn't make this up. The thing that he's using to catch what's falling off of it is a backup filter for that vent. (laughs) So he's just placing the mold in the vent filter for you. Just pre-placing it in there. The, the, The size of the vent is bigger than the filter. I don't know if you guys are like picturing this together. The vent hood that he's scraping is bigger than the filter. And the filter by its very nature is designed to filt. Not remove entirely. It is uh-huh. it is not a purely solid object. Stuff will still fall through this object. So I was just like, okay. I was like, fine, you almost done? He was like, yeah, yeah, I just have one more thing to do. I was like, okay, I go back to my desk. And I see him over my, I couldn't make this up. He's spray painting over the mold that's remaining. <laughs> <laughs> White spray paint is being used Uh to spray over the mold. And more importantly, the only thing being used to catch this spray paint is once again, this backup filter, which is not big enough to cover everything as I have spray paint paint splatter all over my new microwave. There Uh are dots on my table, on my coffee maker. And I'm just like, I'm so impressed with the incompetency of this because- they had to have known that I wasn't going to shut up about this. But if this is the type of repairs that they're planning on doing when I'm not here, of course, I'm going to stop complaining. My God, what idiotic thing could they think of next to like, are they just going to spray paint everywhere? In my apartment? Hey, why not? We, to fix this? It's so if nothing else, you get a new paint job out of it. And that's that's fine, too. The painting things that shouldn't be painted like it's clear that my bathroom vanity did not start out as white because (laughs) as the paint is peeling back it's becoming like a black porcelain or black um whatever it is that's not porcelain yeah but whatever it is i know that if i say something just gonna come in and and just paint all like it's just so yeah okay uh, well i'm 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 glad that they're at least uh putting up a veneer of doing something they're it's the thought that counts. Yeah. 
but that's all I have. Well, that's, uh, that's no, we fine. Did, we did other stuff this week. We, I, well, yeah. No, listen. So we have uh, a couple things to talk about. Yeah. Um, the I, I, I want to start with, though, what what I'm currently dealing with. Okay. And it's not it's not an illness like or or a malady like like you have but it is manifesting itself in just my neck is super tight cuz like i carry all my stress in my neck yeah, and for yeah. some reason i'm stressed out about this and i'll it's not let me let me try and des- and describe this to you so yeah. on on friday this this coming friday when this podcast will most likely be released yeah is also when they're announcing the Grammy nominations. Oh, right. So yeah. here's the thing: I know in my heart of hearts that there is not a snowball's chance in hell. Yeah, yeah. That my album, yeah, Jared Stern uh-huh. live on Broadway sure. in Hanover, PA, has a shot of getting nominated for a Grammy. Right. In right. in my heart of hearts, I know this. Right. Right. However, well, just it, just to be clear, do, like and this is just the the therapist in me kicking in. What do mm-hmm. you need from me in this moment? Do you need me to take a counterpoint to that or do you just need me to agree with you and and we can move on? For right now, just agree with me sure. and then no, yeah, I, 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 I yeah. I'm yeah. going to explain I'm going to explain more. I agree that as, there's no chance in no chance. You're going to well, get but, but, right. But not no chance. Just almost no chance because so, it has yeah. been submitted sure. and i don't know what i'm up against although i kind of know what i'm up against right but odds are i'm not gonna get nominated everybody has a chance Grammy. what's that new Kiefer sutherland show that came out a few years ago where he was like the secretary of like traffic right. lights and then a bomb <laughs> right. went off in and dc was and killed yeah, right. everyone if and all the like other comedians 48th down on the list Sure. Anything, anything could happen. I believe, he, I believe he was the website. the designated survivor. I That's right. That's right. You could called. be the designated gra- gra- the designated Grammy nominee. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but much like you, I also suffer from uh, ADHD. Yeah, I, 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 I'm pretty sure you do. So I'm not. I'm just pretty long, sure I'm, anyone who has listened to this podcast knows, more than yeah. twice recognizes yeah. Yeah. that. You know, we're almost at the point of figuring out what this podcast is going to be. Go on. We are. <laughs> we, as Jared Stern, are prone <laughs> to uh, flights of fancy, delusions of grandeur, uh, <laughs> self-importance. Yeah. Uh, what ben- whatever benign narcissism sure. brings. And so I've just kind of been entertaining what would happen. Yeah. Yeah. What would happen if, and I've been stressing myself out for two reasons. One, I don't like, I I don't want to give myself any hope whatsoever because I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah. It's going to be inevitable disappointment, but here's the thing. If it happens, I've been kind of going through in my head, what that means for me, for us, for the podcast, for like my regular work life, for like, for my career as a comedian yeah because it would doubt like a grammy nomination how legitimizing is that very like, legitimizing. After, after 21 years of doing this it would be like uh, listen I've, I've 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 gotten that that um you know best comedian in dc award from from the city paper but that's really right i mean it, that's fine but that's this is this is one of the big 
four awards. Like this is the G and E got right here. Right. And my brand as a whole has always been very like low expectations and outperform low expectations. Mm -hmm. Always be the pleasant surprise that no one's expecting. Right. Totally. I get nominated for a Grammy. All that shit changes. Yeah. Like I've like all that, that that's going to be a, a shit ton of pressure. Yeah. And like, wh- what, what will I be, what will be expected of me after that? Like, I don't yeah. want to quit. I don't want to quit my job. I like my job. I make money doing my job. I, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing that's like, I, like, I, I don't know what it means for me. If it happens, it could mean nothing, but it could also mean a ton of other stuff. And like, this is what's been like bouncing yeah. around in my head for like the last week and it's I like is there such a thing as an upward spiral because i'm having an upward <laughs> spiral i i like that but i i also think we should lean into this upward spiral i think an upward sp- spiral is a tornado um <laughs> sure. i'm pretty sure uh but yeah we should lean into it like here's the thing if you find out that you got nominated the, the first thing that you're gonna have to deal with is a ton of questions questions right. like this guy how like how how the fuck and and why why (laughs) like like these are things you're gonna have to answer another thing that you're gonna have to consider is if you are nominated you're you're likely going to get an invitation to some sort of ceremony oh no Um, i'm good yeah and and at that point and at that point between you know andrea your wife and your mom you're gonna have to come up with a way of informing both of them that you're going with me and that's <laughs> that's a factor to consider as well it is also a factor to consider sure <laughs> all of those possibilities have crossed my mind like my my 30th high school reunion is going to be a lot more fucking exciting i'll tell you that much yeah it's taken me 20 in in 21 years as a stand-up comic i have made like certain concessions to myself like i've decided that I'm, uh, there's a path that I'm on and I'm perfectly fine with that path that I'm on. Right. Like I decided early on not to make the jump to New York or to LA or right. any of those places because the thought of that scared the shit out of me. Yeah. It's tough. It, it's yeah. Tough. And it so I decided not to do that to myself and yeah. to operate within the, the medium sized fish in a smallish pond mm-hmm. mentality, get as much work as I can from the 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 fluffy cozy confines of dc and that served me fine like i like i said low expectations i nothing nothing much was expected of me uh at that point and and once i realized that what like what's the definition of making it what is what is success for me for me what i determined success was was someone will on occasion agrees to cut me a check for doing this. Right. Yeah. So that, that for like, I, I'm not, it's not my, how I'm making my living, but that's only because I'm scared of what would happen if that was how I made my living. I completely understand that. And, and that was my big hold back from entertainment entirely. Uh, I hate looking for work. I hate looking for work. And all this industry is, is just constantly looking for work. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. Um, But I think that if you, what, what I love about, what about you as a person is you, you don't do it for the acclaim. You don't do it for the money. You do it because you just like to make people laugh. Yeah. I mean, at, at, at a base level. Yes. Yeah. And I love comedians like that. So 
you know, if I had the structure that you had, I probably never would have left my area to go pursue in New York or LA. And honestly, even making the jump, you begin to like self-sabotage yourself. You're like, I'm not going to go out as much. I'm not going to try as much because trying and failing hurts more than not trying at all. Yeah, no. And, and, and you know what? And that is that is a pattern that I have fallen into uh, in, in in my work life. Uh, like when I got started doing when I got started on, on the morning show at DC 101, uh, that was the first time that I kind of realized what my what my pattern was going to start to be, which is get comfortable. Yep. Start taking shit for granted. Yep. Things start slipping, yep, and then all of a sudden it's over. So, and that's where what it's been like in a couple different spots. Get comfortable, get you know, get cozy in whatever the whatever. Trying to find the path of least resistance, yeah. Trying to make sure you walk without leaving footprints, so yep. that you can just go about your day, do your thing, and then and then move on. And then, but that that hasn't always hasn't always worked. And now, but now here, now I'm like, I'm very happy where I am. I'm, I'm, I'm again, I'm at that point where I'm, yeah. I've com- I'm comfortable where I am and people are happy to uh, like uh, have me as part of their, of their work day. I'm working with a great team, even though it's a real fucking humdrum situation. Like it's the most milk toast fucking office you could ever expect. <laughs> like, Comic strips and sitcoms have been made about how just right normal this this office and the people in it are, and I I'm happy to navigate that yeah. as someone who I think is not one of those people, but can yeah you're not a you're not a comfortably normal. operate you're, within them. You're not a muggle. Um, for our Harry Potter fans out <laughs> no, there, I would I would love to know your secret of how to be comfortable in any way, shape, or form. Uh, any any suggestions you have for just generating stability of any kind? Uh, I would I've gladly had a lot of help. Ta- yeah, I would gladly, I would gladly trade any of my daily chaos for just just the tiniest the tiniest bit of stability. Trust me, I, I I've been on the chaos carousel before uh specifically in like the five years leading up to whatever uh, you know uh leading up to covid and yeah. uh and, and everything like that not knowing n- not experiencing that kind of stability so i had yeah. like a like a five-year gap in stability and even before that like I, the job that i had that i got fired from uh before that wasn't a terribly stable job it wasn't like monetarily anything that was terribly rewarding, but it was a, it was a cool job. It was one of those jobs where I was, it was, it it fell into my lap. Like a lot of stuff just kind of finds me with like, like this, like this whole, like this whole situation, it just kind of found me. Yeah. I, I, things bend toward me and it's, it's a very, like maybe it's, that's just luck or or just no, being it's, mentally it's prepared for it's it or... something different i i i say this all the time where you've known me through some ups and downs sure <laughs> I, totally. think, I, yeah. I think i think both of us have had our own fair share of ups and downs uh, yeah, like around so. each other but you've you've seen me through some downs you know what i mean <laughs> yes, and I, have. I would say that one thing that i th- one of the things i think i do well in life is i navigate those downs pretty well 
I give myself the time to process them. I give myself mm-hmm. the time to deal with them, but like they don't control me. And sure. the reason why they don't control me is because I'm now at the point where it really wouldn't take much to fully convince me that none of this is real. Like the sheer absurdity of my life. And I think you're describing yours as well in that way. Things bend towards me. If something isn't going right in my life, if I have a conflict, if I have a problem, I now know that that conflict or problem is going to lead into something else, something else completely unexpected, sure. something else entirely out of left field that I had no, it couldn't have possibly been on my radar in any way, shape or form. And yeah, ultimately, things usually work out in the end. I know that I have a sitcom style life, so I know I'm going to have ups. I know I'm going to have downs. I'm going to have highs. I'm going to have lows. But like, and you're going to have plenty of wacky neighbors, wacky neighbors, uh, crackheads living in my stairwell, you know, <laughs> which which nobody's really done a show about crackheads living in a, a part. I would see that show about the crackheads living in the friend stairwell in New York City. Because uh, <laughs> you know they're there. Yeah, they're there. They're there. They're uh, there screaming pivot as they... Uh... <laughs> right? But yeah, I I, I, uh, I I get that. I get that vibe of feeling like the world is kind of bending. I always I refer to it as tupping, the universe providing. Oh, okay. So if you've ever heard me say this phrase, so... I, I have a phrase tupping. Well, so here's some good tuppage. You're driving. Tuppage is also mm-hmm, sure. Um, you're driving along trying to find a parking. You're like, oh, we're going to go there, but we're a little bit late. And like, the, it's impossible to find parking at this time of holy shit. There's a parking spot there right, right there. there. There's that tuppage for you. There's that universe providing. Sure. But understand it's a karmic scale. It's a, it's a balance. So when you cash in your tup points, you're going to lose it. There's going to be some other time where you turn and you stub your toe and you're like, mother. And you're like, <laughs> I got that parking spot though. I got that. Yeah, park. Right. That, that was a good parking spot. Yeah. yeah that, that's yeah. The, right. That there, that there is a give and take, which is why I try to lead my, my normal everyday life with as much. I try to be as nice a person as I can right. on a day-to-day basis. So I can build up those points yeah. to eventually cash in later. Yeah. But, that's the whole point of karma is to do nice things for your own selfish purposes. That's the <laughs> way, way to hack karma, Jared. I'm it's trying. Like, if you do nice things just to bank the points, you can get around. This yeah. Stuff. It's just like, it's just like a, a credit card, the credit card of life. You just, right, exactly. you, you're spending the money, but you know, you're going to get some good points on the right, back end. Exactly. And just the whole journey of what this out, al- what the album turned into, like yeah. I, I did those shows and it was before I realized what was happening with my dad. And yeah. so I didn't even know it was going to be an album. It just was a couple really good shows and they sounded great. And so I decided to cut them up and make a recording out of it. And then this, all the, all the bullshit happened. And I wanted to press a vinyl mostly because I grew up listening to my dad's comedy uh, yeah. records. Like that's, that's what got me started in this, uh, in this whole thing in the first place. And just on a whim, just out of, just blind luck i found out what the grammy uh submission window was and then i've just realized hey i i i can i i can do this i can submit it i don't i just have to find somebody to help me and then i was able to find someone who found someone to help me yeah and so that i just it would be real of course it would be really fucking cool if it happened yeah and i but i don't i don't want to get my hopes up 
for the inevitable disappointment that is that I know is coming. But but it's been such a cool fucking ride. And this is be, this would be the way to either a keep that ride going. Yeah. Uh, and also it's validation, man. That's what that's I think that's what we're all looking for. Right. Uh, on on some level and now i can just now i could i can milk i could milk that for 10 years as opposed to <laughs> right just the 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 uh the the best comic in dc or whatever but but yeah so that's that's where i've been this, like this mental yeah roller coaster ride that i've kind of been on uh the last week for no good reason for no good reason just reason enough to bring up on i podcast. think it's a good reason i mean it's a fine it's, it's you're a fine gonna reason. find out on friday i mean this is pretty cool but what a, but but what is my life like that's like i i can't this is not something i could just bring up to one of my co-workers like oh by the way i might be nominated for a grammy like that that doesn't that kind of shit doesn't exist in 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 their world i'm what telling is, you I'm telling you, you can start going by Grammy considered. I'm not, I, I will not be going by Grammy considered. The only way I'm going by Grammy anything is if I actually get the nomination. The, and then I will not you, shut the fuck a, up about if it. If they send you a letter saying, thank you so much for your submission of your album. After careful consideration, we have decided that we are not going to proceed with you. Then that. it is documented that you were <laughs> yeah. considered for a Grammy. I suppose. Grammy considered Jared Stern. Mm, yeah. All right. It's possible. It's po- like I said, it's all, it's all just possible right now. Right. And I, I, I like marinating in the possibilities. See, so. I hate the gray area. I give me, Give me the bad. Give me the good. I can take any of it. I just I just hate the ambiguous like maybe maybe like I this this period of time would would just frustrate the hell out of me. I know. But here's the thing right now. It's not. No, this is this is your equivalent of Schrodinger's cat, right? Right. right. I'm not sure <laughs> if the nomination is there or not. But if I open the box, if I keep the box closed, I can pretend <laughs> right. that it's there. Right. This is this is Jared's Grammy. It's its own version <laughs> of Schrader's Cat. <laughs> so yeah, so that's that that's the that's the thing that that is not real currently yes. that that could be made manifest. But we, as an entity, we got the band back together. We did a thing, and we did a thing. Uh, we were on stage, such as it was. Yeah. Uh, uh, when was it? Thursday. Last, last Thursday. Thursday, we we performed together last Thursday. An audience actually experienced live uh, between two sterns. What I, what, I, what between two sterns could be as I, as a live show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I I went I went first, and then you went a couple, and so they actually experienced it between two the two of us. It was yeah yeah. So there were yeah. So let me not uh, first, but I went before you. You went before me. Yeah. So it, it, let me just go ahead and, and paint the picture uh, for everybody. <laughs> Just so, well, I mean, because they don't know. No, they, they, no, I know. I figured we the listeners who are listening think that we're, we performed at a comedy club or at a theater or something like that. No, 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 this no. Is, no. This is Jared's performance. This is his Schroeder's cat. They don't know. Nothing, they don't know. Nothing factually that I'm saying will shift. You and I perform together that's right. in front of people. On in front of people. That's that's exact. Those the, that statement is true, sir. Correct. Now allow me to fill in the blanks. All right. Um, so my my buddy Brock Snyder has a pretty uh cool uh thing that he does and uh, he at uh luxury apartment buildings uh around the city around DC uh he puts on comedy shows for the residents that's that's 
the his his main thing is he gets like 10 comics puts them on a show gets a bunch of residents together puts on a show for him we are amenities for the evening we yes. uh, someone is someone paid their condo fee for hopefully more than just trash pickup and ended up getting a comedy show out of it so we were in uh green belt green belt uh maryland i wanted to say north carolina but I it was that not was green belt right. north carolina that's green, greensboro that's greensboro and we were in green belt maryland that's right uh, a stone's throw from the university of maryland and yeah. i only bring that up because i have something another a story that mentions the university of maryland yeah. Uh, a little later on uh if um, you guys are looking for it it's it's actually right next to the shopping center with a uh, sup hair and uh <laughs> bling coat factory uh yeah, there yeah, were some yeah. of the letters were missing yeah <laughs> some of the, some of the things were, were yeah it's 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 an up-and-coming area <laughs> i think is the is the terminology for it anyway so we were we, we were doing a show at this um it kind of like the clubhouse for a um a uh, a residential area like yeah it's like the centralized clubhouse for like there are a bunch of different apartment buildings yep. and we were in the community, one of the community rooms and the people are filtering in and uh, we yeah, Brock is putting the list together and he says, all right. And then this, this was my introduction of Jared into this. That's right. Wider world of sports that, that, that I try to navigate on a, uh, on a regular basis. I, yeah. I, I do these shows. This is my version of, of, of open mic night. Cause yes, I just go and can do five to seven minutes and, yep. and then be on my way. And more often than not, these gigs are like, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes from my house. So yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty easy peasy. So I was, I wanted to get Jared in, into this world so that he can be now on the rotation of comedians independent of me. I don't have to be there. We're not necessarily a package deal. He just needs to be more active in the comedy scene. I don't know that you've done anything uh, stage wise since the last time we performed together. No, this was my first time performing again in what, like a year. Has it really been a year? It's like an annual thing. I get up there once a year. I perform I get my laughs and then I just cradle those laughs and, and hug them. It's like a, it's like a scented pillow that eventually I, after a year, the smell wears off and I need to go out <laughs> and get another one. I got to tell you, man, uh, I was very impressed. You were, it, it, it's like you were on stage at, like the night before. Uh, and this was old hat to you, you of the effortless charisma. Ah, and yes. they, they fucking loved you. Uh, we, it, it was, it, this was a crowd that was a little tough to get, uh, they were not necessarily the, yeah. the the typical comedy audience, and the comics that went up before you, uh, yeah, I think struggled is the word. And then and then you went up, and they fucking loved you. They 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 were a good crowd. I th- I think that um, probably my advantage when it comes to stand up comedy is I, I've done a lot of reading the crowd work in my career. Mm-hmm. So like you were talking earlier about um, things getting comfortable and taking it for granted. Uh, one thing that I absolutely did that with was when I worked at a theme park growing up called Sesame Place. Sure. So from the age of like 17 or 17, 18 to like 22, 23, uh, I performed at this theme park, but I would also host shows. So I would go out there as myself or I'd warm up the audience for 10 to 15 minutes. So, you know, five to seven shows a day for an entire summer for four years just taught me audience, like understanding and reading the vibe of the audience. It's and very, it's a very important skill. It is. It is. Uh, 
that was an audience that had a particular vibe that they really, really seemed to like. And there was a particular vibe that they didn't really seem to like. Yeah. And, and people kept challenging. <laughs> people kept trying to force the vibe. Yeah. And, and yeah, they were meeting, a really meeting good with way of resistance. Explaining. My mom does not like spicy things. She hates okay. spicy foods. The key to my mom is not to list all of the potential things that are spicy to ask her if she likes it. Because the answer is no, she doesn't like that. Well, what about sriracha? No, don't like that. What about <laughs> Tabasco? I don't like spicy things. So horseradish, why are we wasting both of our times? Um, I was explaining this to to uh, the friend of mine who came and, and saw the performance mm-hmm. um, that... The best way I've come up with the analogy for stand-up is going to a stand-up show like the one that we performed at or even just a club where you don't know the headliner Mm -hmm. is like going to a chef's tasting menu. Okay. Right? You have no idea what dish is going to be served course over course, but the same dish is being served to everyone in the restaurant. Some people are going to love the appetizer and some people aren't going to like it so much. It's not for them. The, the key is to understand that if people aren't enjoying this particular flavor profile as a whole, it might be worth not continuing to shove that flavor profile down people's throats. Interesting. So, wow, that's that's a very accurate metaphor of shoving it down, through, shoving it down people's throats. <laughs> Uh, but I, I'm, I'm a comedian who I, we've talked about this before. I have performed a fraction of the number of times you have. And so I love every opportunity I get to, but I am also one of those comedians that will sit in the audience and watch and listen to every single comedian Mm -hmm. perform prior to me getting up there. Because, uh, if I'm going to have the privilege and I know that some comedians don't, they just do their own thing and then they go up, but there's no better way to gauge the temperature of the room than by watching other comedians and seeing how people are reacting or if something devastating happened in one of the sets where right, sure. you, you want to be aware of those landmines as you're going through, especially with the amount of crowd work I do. So, um, yeah, good crowd, uh, good audience. If anybody who's uh, who started following me on Instagram from it is listening to the podcast, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, welcome. Uh, you are welcome. You are, you are welcome and you are safe. I think <laughs> I don't know about safe, uh, but but you're at least welcome. But uh, but I, I think I, I I can accurately say that about that most of the laughs that were that that were derived from that show were elicited by a Jared Stern. I, I that was going to say that I I I think that you and I did an exceptional job of representing the names. I I always love your material. Like I think it was a good dry run for what it what it could be when we actually try to take this show uh on the road and once once i get nominated for a grammy we'll have <laughs> we'll have an in with a lot of bookers and a lot, and a lot of comedy theaters who are going to want a piece of this action so that's something else that won't happen <laughs> so we've talked about getting together in in real life uh i i do want to mention even though we haven't really focused on it much yet this season but we are still playing fantasy football oh man we are and And i and we are playing each other this weekend are we yeah maybe i'll get a win for once no you won't probably because my team isn't bad it's just not good enough and that's the it's you know you your team is fine the only problem is in this particular week your two highest ranked players, yep. the two players that you have are that are top five in their respective positions, yep. 
are on a bye. So yeah. you have no Jalen Hurts yeah. and you have no DeAndre Swift because and the Eagles are on a bye. Me. This really confuses me because I was under the impression bye meant both ways. So like they can play or they cannot play. I didn't realize bye was like a bye, bye. like a BYE. We're, like, <laughs> right. We're gonna, like, we're I didn't bye. realize we're they weren't playing for, yeah. at all. So I really need to get up to date on the uh, the terminology for the footballs. My team, on the other hand, is uh, currently number one in the league. Yeah. Uh, I have a record of eight and one. And yeah. I think you're three and six. And what's your what's your team called right now? Uh, the the team is it's, so this is a legacy name. Yeah. I, I, I the, the team has been named this since the beginning because I met Chris Papa at a comedy club in right. Buffalo called Comics Cafe. Yeah, and that comedy club closed. My team name is called Viva El Comics Cafe. Right, and then. And then depending upon how things play out Friday, is it going to be renamed uh, Grammy nominated Jared Stern? I, I swear to <laughs> God, I am renaming Will everything. everything every, re- absolutely, <laughs> every, absolutely everything that I have that represents me digitally will say Grammy nominated. Do you nominated already have Grammy nominated Jared Stern? dot com prepped and ready and saved? God, I really should. <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. But no, not yet. I, I'm telling you, man, I don't know what's going to happen if that happens, but that's going to be... That's gonna be a that's gonna be a hell of a day. Um, yeah. Anyway, I I I don't want to I don't want to dwell on that because it's not going to happen. Sure. Um, but, but we're never gonna get an opportunity to talk about it again. No, we will. For now, we'll we'll talk about it again when it doesn't happen. Oh, okay, I'll, that's right. I will give my uh, whatever my acceptance speech would have been. Ooh, that's a great idea. That's because, a great idea. Well, first of all, I plan on if I get the nomination, that to me is the win. That yeah, that's I, I I've already won at that point. Everything else is gravy. Because yeah. the other people that would be nominated in this category, like Jim Gaffigan and uh, John Mulaney, like I'm not beating them. So just being included is is the win. But you know what? Nomination or no nomination, I will give my my acceptance speech on the next show i love this idea i do uh, so i know you're not feeling well and uh i so i just want to i want to close out the show with 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 a story that i found if you'll harken back to our previous episodes uh you may remember one uh kevin pigheart oh my god you remember kevin pigheart i remember kevin pigheart so uh, as uh, the uh, as the listeners who are listening may or may not know so kevin pighart was who we <laughs> <laughs> was the name we gave to the guy who got an experimental pighart transplant yeah. and we mused at what would happen if someone yeah. got said uh, got a, an organ transplant from a from a farm an, animal and then well we the, the jokes uh, stopped because Kevin Pighart was not long for the world that he rejected the organ and did not make it. Apparently, they liked it so much they tried again. So I remember I mentioned University of Maryland. Yes. So the University of Maryland Medical Center gave somebody else a genetically modified pig heart transplant, and um, that guy didn't make it either. Uh, oh no! Yeah, he lasted six weeks and. Um, and yeah, so now he's oh wow. Hang on. I'm just I'm just reading the CNN article. 
and uh, I'm reading the title of the doctor who performed the um, performed the, the 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 transplant. He's the clinical director of the cardiac Zeno transplantation program. What X E N O Zeno like Xenomorph like the alien? Yeah. So that's what it's called when you take an organ from something else and put it in a human as Xeno transplantation. That's pretty fucking cool. That is cool. But here, here's my question. Now they've done it twice. Do they now say, okay, can't do this anymore. Or do they tinker some more and try to go for number three and get the trend if they go beyond coincidence and try to get right. Like, do they keep doing this so they can just keep learning stuff? At this point, I feel like they're just they're just fucking with people. You so know? it's been two guys so far, right? Two guys so far. Yeah. So it's been it's been Kevin and it's been Brett. Oh, <laughs> nice, <laughs> Brett Pigheart. Brett Pigheart. Sure. So maybe for the third one, they go girl and they go uh, Melissa Pigheart. M- Melissa Joan Pigheart. <laughs> Melissa Joan Pigheart. Maybe I don't know. I'm I'm not. I mean, I, I I'm sure at some point they will perfect this xeno transplantation i have so many thoughts about this that i feel like i feel like i need a brain transplant just to like store the additional ones number one how how are we landing on a pig we have 3d printers we have ai that's as smart as humans now why are you giving me a pig build me a machine a heart at this point that does every just just get rid of the heart just build a body at this point. well i think i think because i think because the body uh maybe it's the animal that right is that has a a like a cardiac makeup that's right. closest to human so the body won't Fair. reject it cuz i figure if you put yeah. a full machine heart in somebody yeah. like the body's going to be like well this is totally a foreign entity get this the fuck out of me i think we're getting into dangerous questions here my friend if well, if a questions pig, that we're certainly not qualified a, to answer yeah but we're definitely qualified to uh ask absurd questions like if the pig is the most genetically like a human uh does anybody else have issues eating pigs at this point or is it like super <laughs> close to cannibalism like you're I, not serving chicken to chickens right so we know that that's too close sure but like how close on the genetic scale do we need to get before we're like mm, well, I, I'm not sure why. Why wouldn't they go monkey heart? Because that's what I was thinking as well. Why don't, why don't they go baboon heart at that point? Because a, you'd think that that would be a stronger organ. Nah, it's the but um, also genetically, we're we're that close to it's the uh, it's the murder equivalent of the uncanny valley, right? So the uncanny okay. valley is that digital concept where like something can go from looking animated and then as it's moving into looking human there's a uncomfortability point where it doesn't look human enough and our brains don't register so like uh pig all fours oink oink we eat pigs no big Mm -hmm, deal cut its throat let's cut out its heart we don't eat monkey what are we doing with the rest of that that's true nothing that's true it's that feels a lot more like murder than it does (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i feel like we used a pig's heart is very different than we murdered this monkey and cut its heart out and shoved it in this human. You know what? Good point. Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess when you're when you're butchering a pig, right? For you know, for for all of its other delicious goodness, I guess just having this extra heart hanging around, right? And why not find a good use for it? 
but uh it's but a yeah, size you're thing right. too it's a size thing twice in my life when i was in california twice i saw cockroaches that were so big that when i did kill them it felt like i took a life <laughs> like i had to sit quietly with myself and process the experience because i uh-huh. was like that was too much that was too much yeah cockroaches so big you had to saddle break them i understand <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> But yeah, I so I, I I just wanted to say uh, you know condolences to the uh, to the to the Pig Heart family, and um, yeah. and yeah, so that, that's the the second chapter in the in the in the Pig Heart saga, uh, and I, I I felt as a podcast since yeah. we since we we I don't know if we broke the story, but we definitely reported the story when it when it happened the first time. I figured we should. Uh, oh, and by the way, thank you to Chris Papa for bringing this to my attention. You know. He, <laughs> you know, you, you've already Grammy submitted it in the in the comedy category. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like after breaking this set of news, we could really punch into uh, competing with NPR for some sort of nomination moving forward. You know, this Are, we're like really a Peabody crack- Award, the Peabody Award. We're really cracking, <laughs> cracking. <laughs> come to Jared, come to Between Two Stirs to discuss what the difference between uh, extracting a pig heart and murdering a monkey is. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm gonna, that we... I just want to address this right now, because like, look, as we're getting older into this podcast, there are going to be times. Look, all of us, all of us have been there as we've gotten older. Sure. Sometimes we have a little bit of trouble performing. And I'm, I'm not I'm not going to lie to everybody. I, I We always said we would be real with you. Uh, I was trying to build the out in that moment. I was in you that were... in that crescendo. I thought yeah. I really I really like the out of the pig monkey, the heart. But we kept going. And I, I tried to recreate it in that moment. And it's just one of those moments where like I was close and I think we all felt that I was close, but then it didn't happen. And I just right. want to let you guys know it's not your fault. It's me. Um, <laughs> this is on me. I'm, I'm on medicine for my allergies, which is what I'm calling my weed. Uh, and I'm tired. So please, please forgive me. Uh, and if you could find it in your hearts to to forgive me, I, I promise we'll make it up to you next time. <laughs> If you can find it in your pig hearts, there it is. <laughs> to, to forgive, but here's the thing: it doesn't matter when the out is. I can I can extract the out from a previous juncture. In a, I can I could take a piece. I could take the out from another podcast. Yeah. I could take the out from. Tell you what, how about I find the out from the original Kevin Pigheart? There you episode go. And just plug it in here. I am- and then. And then see how long this this particular episode lives. I love this. I I remember a Jared Stern who at one point wouldn't let us restructure the integrity of an episode. And look at you. You're nominated for a Grammy. Now you're editing all the audio on the back end. That's right. I'm a producer tracks. now. Sure. Throw that old P- Kevin Pighearted joke right now. Let's use that as the out. <laughs> Good night, folks. By the way, if this dude's name is Kevin, then that's just too perfect. <laughs> Kevin Pigheart? No, Kevin Bacon. Oh my god! <laughs> I th- I think mine is a runner up. Who the fuck is least. Kevin Pigheart? Kevin Hart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>